my mind. And if you can read my mind, you know I'd be thinking, why doesn't Sean like this movie? <laughs> why don't you like this movie? Well, good morning to you, too. I know. I was thinking about it last night. I was laying in bed. I'm like, why doesn't Sean like Superman? Ah. So, welcome to... <laughs> Hi. Yet another... We're on episode 27. You have no idea. 27? I think. I don't know. I don't have it. You want me you to look? Just... I think it was. 27.27. That's how it shows up on Apple Podcasts. Oh, so we're on 20... This is going to be 28. This then. is now... Oh, yeah. Because I was listening to 27. <laughs> Number 28. Wow. Anyways. Yeah. Why don't we like this DVD? That's Superman, the movie... Why do we own this DVD? Because I, I bought it last week. Because it was a dollar fifty, and it was—it's a childhood favorite. It is. It it was in this def, this movie was definitely better in my memory than in well, that's, modern that's reality. Lot, like, in modern recollection, that's a lot of things I think. Um, but yeah, we so we watched this movie last night. Got all comfy on the couch. I was all excited. I'm like, I haven't seen this movie in probably 30 years. Um, Watching it, and I realized I don't remember the first hour. <laughs> hour of it. Because like, Christopher Reeve doesn't show up for like an hour. Yeah, so I'm looking over at was, Sean during this movie, and I'm like, he has this look on his face. Like, get me the... Like, he's forced to watch, like, Dora the Explorer. <laughs> no, I would enjoy that. <laughs> It would be like watching Citizen Kane. Mm. I yeah, because mm. there's no Superman in no. this Superman movie for like not for a while, two hours because it is an origin story, and I feel like this origin story, the Superman story, has been in so many different type reiterations. Is that the word? Well, so, I mean, this is the first time we've seen Superman, uh, number one, in color. In color, because the TV show. And on the big screen. Yeah. Because it was was George Reeve, right? George Reeve. Oh, wait, he's plural? He's plural. It's Christopher Reeve? I used to always get the two names mixed up. Christopher Reeve, and then George Reeve's plural. I knew one was the other one. He played Superman on the TV show, Black and White. He was a big, robust, broad-chested... Well, well, Chris Reeve ain't that bad either. Well, I I did a modicum of research. (laughs) I read the entire wiki page, and I read the entire wiki page of all the actors. I read uh, (laughs) about five minutes worth of the wiki page, which for me is about two sentences, maybe. (laughs) Um, no, yeah. but yeah, I did see that he had to, he put on a shitload of muscle. Muscle. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so yeah, Christopher Reeve, singular. Okay. Um, I've, I'll, I've never gotten those names right. Yeah. Uh, well, as a child and I'll forget they're it. They're eerily common. And I'll forget it after this. <laughs> but yeah, so it had been a long time and the minute we started the movie, it, it all came rushing back and I knew I remembered so much and I'm like I must have watched this a lot as a kid and I was going to text my brother and ask him if we owned it mm-hmm. I, it must have been something that because my dad used to record a lot of movies off of TV okay. that fancy like two billion dollar VCR uh-huh. back in the early 80s and I feel like this is one because I can picture a black 
a hard black case with a sticker on the side with his handwriting that said Superman. Oh, well, then, yeah, you guys had a, a taped copy of it. Then, yeah. That's what I picture in my head. Okay. Because you didn't really own movies. Because, yeah, I haven't, I hadn't seen this movie since a child. Yeah, same here. But I knew so much. I remembered so much. And I there's so many things that are ingrained in my head. So many shots. I remembered naked baby getting put into the giant crystal, crystal. everlasting gobstopper. Yeah. I remembered that. But then I don't remember... Because, yeah, you even said, so far I don't remember it in this movie. I didn't remember Martha and Jonathan fighting him. I didn't remember. It's such an iconic no. scene. I didn't remember... I remembered him holding up the car. Yeah. I didn't remember a naked child, toddler, penis. Yeah, you get full frontal in this I'm movie, like, guys. Jesus. You're rated R. Um, I didn't remember high school Clark. Oh, God. Because that face is completely new to me. Jeff East? Whatever his name is. Really? Yeah. It's one of those things that I know exactly what it looks like in my head. Lana? I knew exactly what Lana looked like. I know what she sounds like. I had no idea that there are (laughs) Woody's in this movie. You know, the car that they drive away in? Oh. It's a 1950s Woody. Okay. Oh, hi, Cora. Don't jump on me. High school Clark is in the 50s, right? pointy. Don't jump. Um, But yeah, I didn't remember any of it. They're like, where the fuck is Superman? He doesn't show up till like, I think about like 50 minutes in. I think I, I vaguely remember um, Mr. Kent having his heart attack. That's about yeah. it. Well, I even I knew it was coming. And yeah, I was like, oh, I hate the scene. You didn't say anything. I was like, maybe he doesn't remember what happens in this I scene. remember. I knew the, it was going like, to. I knew it happened after. The, but I didn't remember anybody running up to him. I just remember him having his heart attack and falling. That's grabbing his arm. Oh, mm-hmm. no. And then that was it. And I'm like, okay, I don't. And had you remembered any... I remember the Arctic. The, you what? I remembered him traveling Christ- to the Arctic. Okay. And st- and growing his fortress of solitude. Growing his fortress of from solitude. From his little green crystal seed. From his green lightsaber. <clears throat> his green kyber crystal. I remember... Do you remember more of the Christopher Reeve parts? Like, more of the actual Superman parts? Yeah. So when you think of that movie, you don't think of anything... That's obviously what stuck with me. Yeah. And, but I remember... I do remember the... Um, the like the little crystal tubes uh-huh. that all that stuff I remembered because I had a pencil desk set and you used to play with it and it was so it had these um smoky like tinted um plastic tubes for pencils and shit uh-huh. and they're all different sizes and they had that little beveled uh-huh, uh-huh. edge you know I remember so and you, I had you that. used to play and I used to pretend that that was what that was, <laughs> that was your fortress yeah. of solitude yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. But other than that, oh my voice. <clears throat> Ugh, morning but voice. But other than that, yeah, I don't, I didn't remember much until oh. Superman came around. Huh? That's interesting. And they really enjoy. Okay, like I know this movie is in the Library of Congress, whatever. Is it? I think the it, film archives. Whatever. I think it was deemed. Uh, like tw- in 2017, they voted it in or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, I can understand it. I get it. It's fine. Because I think the effects they used were relatively new at that time, right? Yeah, yeah. I and would they think look so. decent. They're they're cheesy by today's standards. Yeah, well, it was. And they really enjoy their speed ramping a oh, lot. Oh yeah, like when he was running next to the train. Oh, that just I forgot how funny that looked. And a lot of like even just the tedious flyover scenes, they're sped up. 
Yeah. Well, they I read when, how they filmed it. It was very technical, but like when they're going, even when they were flying over just to find that convoy, mm-hmm. when it's not even Superman's point of view, oh, it's, just it's just a helicopter shot oh. that sped up. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, because you got to get to it, and I'm like, Cause we've already been an hour, hour, and there's no fucking Superman. Because this is a two and a half hour movie, you guys. So, well. It's funny because the first hour I basically made jokes the whole time. Mm-hmm. I think and you weren't. I think you were. I don't know. Because it was a new movie to me. I guess so. I was expecting you to join in. I'm like, why is he not joining with the jokes? Has he never seen this movie before? But you can't not make fun of Marlon Brando in this movie because he's effing ridiculous. I okay. I I don't know. Here we are back to Marlon Brando and trying to figure out if he was good or not in anything. Like watching this movie, I realized how much I like him in The Godfather, and I don't Compared like him to... in The Godfather. But he, I, he's, I don't know what the deal with hiring Marlon Brando was. Because so here's here's his his thing. So he was signed on as Jor El. Okay, mm-hmm. he's Superman's dad. He's Didn't cap- he want to be like a cucumber or something? Uh, he, he wanted, wanted to, to eat. No, he wanted to like portray Jor El as like a bagel and shit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even. Right? That, can't, wasn't yeah. that a thing? Yeah. He, he, he would travel with him to Earth, basically, and he would just be a bagel and stuff. So he was signed on as Jor-El <laughs> with a salary of $3.7 million. Okay. Definitely the highest in the cast. What's, uh, what was the budget? Like, what percentage um, of the budget is Marlon Brando again? That should be uh, the, a new bit. <laughs> well, the budget was 55 which was, at that point, the most expensive movie ever made. So he is but his, 6% of the budget. Well, his deal, $3.7 million. And then he got a percentage, didn't he? 11.5% of the box office, totaling $19 million. He made $19 million for this movie. But, but 11% of the, that's insane. Because this movie made 500000 Nope, I'm sorry, 300000 300000 you know me. I can't get those numbers right when I 300 million. 300 million. I always say thousands, but I mean millions. That, I mean, that. those and points are insane. This is, okay, $19 million going to a, a guy who had it in his contract to complete all of his scenes in 12 days, refused to memorize his dialogue, so mm-hmm. everyone had to make fucking cue cards. And the cue cards thing carried along with him for the rest of his career, too. And Cora is sitting on me, and she's going to dunk the microphone because she doesn't like anything in her way. So, and he also sued the the um, the Salkinds, you know, the, oh, uh-huh. the producer guy. And... Yeah. He sued them and Warner Brothers for $50 million because he felt cheated out of his share of the box office profits. He made $19 million and he felt like he was cheating. Yeah. You know how much Christopher Reeve made? He made like $175,000 or something like that crazy so they're like well you know what because you're gonna sue us you can't be in superman 2 so they removed all of his footage because <laughs> superman 2 was filmed at the same time as this it one. was a concurrent yeah um but then they realized that this movie it was i don't know if it was it was a more difficult shoot than they thought so they ended up 75 percent of part two had been done but they ended up stopping and just focusing on part one because like i don't know they realized they needed to just focus on the first one they had to fix the aluminum foil costumes or whatever. Made the 3M. 3M. The 3M. <laughs> but yeah, Marlon Brando's insane. And 
You, he's got that white ass hair. I think Marlon Brando had been an asshole for a very long time. Because this is what, like six years after The Godfather. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And we were talking about who else could they have hired? You know, I think anybody had, else, anyone else. Because really. that that role is super small for one thing. Yeah, there's not much. I mean, he didn't have to memorize much if he had just memorized his lines. I mean, he only has like. He had that openly monologue. He has like maybe I mean, 50 minutes of screen time, maybe. And he has that long ass, like, we, we joke that he's had his own podcast that <laughs> Superman has to listen to on his journey to Earth. I mean, he has so <laughs> much, like, voiceover that, I mean, it's so much just half exposition. of his work would have just been in a sound studio with a cue card, just in front a of mic, yeah. and some, and yeah. a script. Yeah, anyone could have done it. I think you said, like, John, John Voight's insane, too, but. Yeah, but at, at least the John Voight would have been still. More probably. More willing to actually do work, and maybe demanded less money. I I do like that they give him the little curl in the hair. Yeah, I, mean, he like, I that, like it. I like that the hair curl is genetic. <laughs> yeah, well, the mom doesn't have it. Well, why Suzanne would she? York, I mean, they're not right? the same bloodline. Suzanne York, she's like fifty years younger than. She was pretty. Jorel. Her name is Lara. Did you know that? Her name is what? Lara. L-A-R-A. That's hmm. Superman's mom's name. No one ever knows it because no one ever says it. I don't know. Maybe they do. I didn't hear it. Um. So, yeah, the, you know, starts off. The two of them, they, their planet is being overtaken by the sun. <laughs> the sun's going to, it's coming closer and it's going to, so their planet's going to die, explode, whatever. So they have to, we're like, we have to send him to Earth. He'll be human among them, but he'll be exceptional and weird. Basically, yeah, they they basically very half-assedly go over what makes Superman super on Earth. Yeah, I mean, because I think you know I've never read the Superman comics, but even I knew that he gets his power from Earth's yellow sun, and blah blah blah. I I've known that for years just from yeah. watching. Every it's other stuff that you just start to know. It's just stuff you pick up in the in the universe, you know. You know they're describing what he's going to be like on Earth, and then you see what he is like on Earth. Well, and I remember well, when I'll I, be faster. He'll be impervious to most things. Because when I saw when I first saw the movie Hercules for the first time, the Disney movie Hercules, the, you mean the, the parallels were insane between that and Superman. And I, and I remember thinking. Has that always been the case? Has Superman always been like a Hercules story? Because he's sent to Earth, you know, to the poor old parents who have never been able to have kids. And he's way too powerful. And he has to rein it in. Um, he's an odd ball. I don't know. And in Hercules also, he's just randomly found, right? Yeah, he just like Clark. Like he's not bequeathed to a family. He's no, just thrown out there. Because there's like, okay. that line in Hercules where the old lady's like, "For years we've prayed to the gods to give us a son." And in Superman, when Martha and um, Jonathan Jonathan find I almost said Hercules when they find Superman, she's like, "You know, we've basically been praying for years for all these years, as happy as we've been. How I've prayed and prayed the good Lord to see fit to give us a child." For so many years, we prayed to the gods to bless us with a child. 
someone to give us a sign, and I was going, what the f- this and is just like her. And now that we're old and retired, oh, look, a baby. Oh, good. Something else we can do. <laughs> um, but I love, I've always liked Jonathan and Martha. I don't know why. I liked Jonathan. Um, Martha, I didn't really, it didn't, she didn't really move me either. Well, for some reason, when I was a kid, because, I Because, I mean, she's liked... only got five minutes of screen time. Yeah. Well, I looked her up, and she was like a... She's very, you know, her her time was like in the 1930s and 40s. She was gorgeous then. Yeah, I looked at her I pictures. I did look her up, was, yeah. yeah. Um, this is one of her, probably one of her last things. I'm not saying she was super old. She's probably like in her 60s, but um, yeah. So, you know, Superman is sent to Earth in his little crystal orb. Looks like a Christmas ornament. Yeah, like a shitty 70s Christmas ornament. Yeah, it's probably what it was because, you know. And he lands in... Smallville, Kansas, on a farm, and right in front of the car of Jonathan and Martha Kent. And is is his entry into the atmosphere? Is that what causes their tire to explode? I don't know. Sure, it, I have no idea. It, the little ship, basically the meteorite, which is what it is, mm-hmm. passes directly over. Yeah, you see the the flash, and and then he has his blowout. So yeah, that, I don't know, just because he, I don't know, I never thought about it. They find him, you know, and at this point, he had aged about, like, three years or something. He's not a baby anymore. Time mm-hmm. has passed. And he's, like, I don't know, like, three or four or something. I mean, he's got dark hair. He's got a head full of hair. He can walk. He's walking. He can lift up a car. He's fully, fully naked. Well, at least when he's lifting up a car, they've. Put, they've wrapped a. They've wrapped his cape around him or whatever. Because that's what he came with. His his baby swaddle. His baby cape. They wrapped it around his bottom, so it's all good. But right away they're like, "This kid isn't normal." But we have to take him in because who else is gonna? Jonathan mm-hmm. wants to like turn him in, and Martha's like, "No." We'll pretend he's our sister's kid, or yeah, she blah, has blah, this blah. cockadoo story that she. You live on a farm. No one's gonna know anything. Don't, they don't give a no. shit. You live in the middle of nowhere. And then. uh you know, we'll cut to uh, Clark. It's named after his mother's maiden name. Her name is Martha Clark Kent. Hey. Her name, yeah. And so they name him Clark. Um, cut to him in high school. And he uh, he doesn't play for the football team because he would be too good. So he's, he's like... A, the water boy. He's the water boy. and He's the, he's the equipment manager. <laughs> the equipment manager. And he likes Lana. And she's the cheerleader, and she's got popular friends, and he's kind of the weird one. And you can tell she kind of likes him, but it's not cool to like him. And he just wants to hang out with her. He gets frustrated. He kicks the football, and it goes like two miles. And then it cuts to the train, and I thought for a second that the football was going to hit the hit train. The train? <laughs> no, yeah. And he has to clean up all the football gear. Oh, hey, Corner. No, he does no, it, no. and then he runs home. Next to a speeding train, because he's faster than a speeding train. Speeding bullet, you know, all that junk. And he actually beats all those high schoolers, even though he had to Past the Kent farm. Yeah. And they're like, hey, how'd you get here? He's like, I ran. So that running sequence, though, was... So he was really Ridiculous. Running. I mean, when they did he was really running, mm-hmm. um, because he pulled a bunch of hamstrings, I read, that... It was just constant like, running dude, really fast. Stretch before you run. Um, but then, yeah, the way they uh, they made it actually they obviously had to make him look like he was going faster than the train, and 
I'm assuming they put him, he was running in front of a green screen? Or something. Was I mean, he running in place? I mean. I don't know. It looks kind of funny. Because it, it doesn't look good. Well, you know. I, I mean, I get, yeah, it's the yeah. 70s, but it doesn't look good. Yeah, well, you know. Watch Man of Steel if you want things to look good. <laughs> well, they, I don't know if those look good either. Can't see. It's too dark. Man of Steel. Henry Cavill one, right? Yeah, Zack Snyder. I didn't, uh, did I see that one? I don't think I did. Yeah, I rented it once. So yeah, he gets back to the farm. And he's talking about, you know, oh, I know I'm not normal. I wish I could do normal things. Um, we talked about how, so the actor Jeff East, his voice was actually dubbed over uh, by Christopher Reeve mm-hmm. for some continuity, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. understand. I, mean, I wonder if their voices were just so dissimilar. Maybe he was like British or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I guess the actor who played young Clark didn't know that he was going to be dubbed over. So we did find out. I guess it caused a little bit of tension on set. But then after the fact, they made up and became friends. And Because oh, Chris Reeves is a good guy. He's hmm. like, dude, I, I didn't know they were going to dub over you. I wonder if maybe it was Chris Reeves' idea. I don't know. We don't know that stuff. Because why would... I mean, I don't. He's like, you know, do this I don't kid sounds nothing like me. How about I just do the voicing, just he lip syncs. I mean, really, at the end of the day, I don't care. And it's not like he has that many lines. He really doesn't. It's mainly the part at the end where he's talking to his dad. Mm-hmm. That's really the only lines he has. And then, and then his dad has a heart attack and dies right there on the farm. And then he tells Martha he has to leave, and she's like, "I knew this day would come." Yeah, and he's like, "So, when buddy." Hackett, whatever, is going to come help you with the farm. forgot what he said. Someone's gonna, he's already got someone to help her, so she's all good and taken care of. So then he goes to the Arctic. Because where else would you go? He finds a crystal in there. I think so. Supposedly he How does get, he know? He finds the crystal and he just knows? Because when he turns 18, that crystal is going to activate and it calls him psychically. Because okay. yep. he's connected to it. So it, it calls him. Okay. Which is why he knows to go to the barn and uncover what remains of his... Yep. Spaceship and blah, 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 and take so he, this to the ice. Yep. So he knows he goes to the Arctic and finds his fortress of solitude. And we see Marlon Brando again talking to him. Hey, son, you're 18 now. Many years have passed. It's been thousands of years since my death on your world. But now it's going to be 12 years in the future. Let me take you through to a, through a journey of cheesy special effects. Yeah, and then, it's a very long exposition. I think I had to get up and uh, go get something to eat during it because I'm like, wow, this is like. We even broke for dinner. I'm like, in this the is a good time to have dinner because it's just Marlon Brando talking. And this is, yeah, at the point in the movie, I think at the timer on the DVD player said like 45 minutes. I'm like, still no Christopher Reeve. We're getting there. We're getting there. But. Yeah, so then it's it's 12 years later, I guess. He doesn't mm-hmm. instantly. He's, he's been watching videos. He's been watching YouTube of his dad. In, for 12 years. And shit, for 12 years. So he's 30 now because um, he was 18. So he's mm-hmm. 30 on Earth now. And he's not Christopher Reeve. And he's a bumbling idiot as Clark Kent. I, I think it, I mean, it is just a, a for show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Superman, Kal El, Clark Kent is pretending to be a bumbling idiot. Yes, he's not really that goofy. He's pretending to have zero confidence and Bob and just yeah. Because even he even 
walks with a hunch. Oh yeah, he's definitely because you see that see when he yeah. straightens up, you're like At, in in Lois's apartment. Yeah, you're like, damn, he's good. But he's good. a goddamn good looking guy. He is very good looking, and that is something that has endured for forty years. Oh, we didn't talk about. Well, jumping back, we didn't talk about the part that scared you the most though was uh, when General Zod and when they get trapped in that in the pane of in the pane of glass. Pane of glass. And get sent to the Phantom yeah, Zone. Yeah, I thought that was going to happen to me. <laughs> I thought a lot of the things in this movie was going to happen to me. I thought I was going to get buried alive in a car during an earthquake. I didn't like that. Oh, I can't wait to get to that part. I, I thought I was going to fall off a helicopter that's dangling over the edge of a building. <laughs> I thought that was going to happen to me. And um, how many times have you been in a helicopter? <laughs> you know, I fly one every day. <laughs> this could happen. Um... Yeah, so Clark works at uh, the Daily Planet. He's a reporter. He wears big glasses about the size of his face. And he's kind of goofy. He looks like a little kid wearing his mom's glasses. Yeah, they're ridiculous. <laughs> they're so fucking big. But he meets Lois, and yeah, I think he's instantly attracted to her and her her energy. She's I a, love 1970s Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder is great. We haven't really talked oh. about the actor-actors. We're just kind of... Um, we just talked about Marlon Brando. But Christopher Reeve is Superman. So they had a hard time finding their Superman. They went through some weirdos, too. Yeah, I mean, just uh, p- producer's choices. We had Muhammad Ali. Oh, really? Al Pacino. Oh. James Caan. Wow. Steve McQueen. Clint Eastwood. Dustin Hoffman. So whoever was acting in the 70s. Well, and a bunch Paul of people, Newman. A bunch of people turned it down, even. I know James Caan turned it down. Yeah, they were, all these people down. were offered. Um, Paul Newman was offered $4 million to play his choice of either Superman, Lex Luthor, or Jor-El. They said, we'll give you $4 million. Paul Newman as Lex Luthor would have been great. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, Gene Hackman is fine, too. Yeah, yeah. He got $3 million. Oh, Gene Hackman is ridiculous, which makes him so much fun. Oh, yeah, because he's just... And I can't see Paul Newman playing ridiculous. No, he would have made a, he did a more, more serious, serious role. Villain. Um, Bruce Jenner, now Caitlyn Jenner, mm-hmm. auditioned for Superman. I could see that. Here's what made me giggle. Neil Diamond. I know. He wanted Arnold, it. And Arnold. They both lied. And they didn't even look at them. They said, nope. nope. They were ignored. Well, because of Neil Diamond made that one movie. <laughs> oh, John Voight was approached. For what? It doesn't say. Oh, Superman. Oh, because he was younger, yeah. Yeah, because Midnight Cowboy. He's was way younger 69. than Brando. Yeah. This was ten years after Midnight Cowboy. Or so, I don't know. Was that sixty nine? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> they even Nick looked at Nick Nolte, James Brolin, Christopher Walken. I mean, they everyone. Well, they even looked at uh, Ilya Salkin's dentist. Yeah, they were. That's having, how desperate they were. <laughs> but then, uh, so this guy named Christopher Reeve screen tested in February nineteen seventy seven. Which is like right before they started filming. I think they started filming like in March. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it says Reeve stunned the director and producers, but he was told to wear a muscle suit. Yeah, because he was a skinny kid. Um, so he's like, uh, no, I will put this muscle on myself. So he undertook a strict physical exercise regime. Under the direction of who? David Prowse. Yeah, I read that. Too. I was <laughs> so happy about it. I was like, oh my God. Um, Prowse <laughs> had awesome. wanted to play Superman, but... He wasn't American, so he didn't even get to audition. Uh, which is... Which is funny, because then we have Henry, Henry Cavill. I know. He was the first British Superman. <laughs> he was, and we saw him at Comic-Con, and I wanted to ask him a question. 
Huh. What do you? How do you feel about being the first non-American oh. to play Superman? But I didn't ask it because never gonna ask the question there. But so uh, Christopher Reeve went from 188 pounds to 212. Yeah, that's. But he tells Lois Lane that he's 225 when she interviews him. <laughs> well, he's like two 225. Yeah. So he's right. He's. That's my favorite scene in the entire movie. FYI. How big? How big are you? <laughs> I mean, how tall? Is I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that whole scene. She's great, and the way he's smiling at her. Oh my god, he's just smiling at her. And she's extra pretty in this scene because she's, she's all like made blushing. up. Yeah, she's. I feel like it's real act. I mean, it's real act. They put a real soft lens on her. Yeah, it's very. You nice. can tell it's a soft lens. Everything else is soft. <laughs> night wind is kind of blowing by. She's got her little negligee nightgown. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, Margot Kidder, she was unknown too, really. Um, Canadian had done some small things. She was uh, she was thirty years old at the time. Chris Reeve was twenty six. Mm. I wonder if that caused any kind of like, if she made you know oh, this young boy. I don't know. No, because I mean, because look at him, you know. Hmm. I mean, she's a veteran at the Daily Planet, and he's the new kid coming in. So I guess they liked her. Uh, their, she had a certain spark and vitality that they liked. And I guess they liked how she interacted with Christopher Reeve. And this is another over 100 actresses were considered for the role. Oh, Anne wow. Archer. Anne Archer. She must have been really young. She was in. I know that name. I didn't kill my wife. Isn't that Anne Archer? Is it? No. That's a. Anne Archer was in Fatal Attraction. Michael Douglas's wife. His wife in. in... See the word. Yeah. I get them all mixed up. There's one other one that I get mixed up with those people. I don't know. Yeah. Ann Archer, Susan Blakely, Leslie Ann Warren, Deborah Raffin, Stalker Channing. And it was funny because Stalker Channing screen tested and she was this close. She didn't get it. And thank God, or else we probably went to head Stalker Channing in Greece, which came out the same year. Oh. And Greece is actually. The, I could see Stalker Channing as. I Lois could Lane. not see it at all. But because I, she's Rizzo. But I do love... Can you imagine having a different Rizzo in Greece? I, I do love Margot Kidder, and I do love Rizzo. So. Yeah, it was between the two of them. Good. I mean, it end. worked out. It did. Greece was the number one movie of 78, and Superman was number two. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, Greece beat out Superman? I mean, for well, least. Well, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, because you probably think it's a better movie. It is. We'll get to it. At least my memory of it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so those are our, our main people. And we have um, Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. He lives in his underground lair with Miss Tesmacher. Who's also gorgeous. I love her, too. I always thought she was so pretty. And especially when she had the Because her hair is different in every scene. But I love her hair when... Superman comes down and she's got those bangs and the straight Well, and I hair. like it when she's wearing all that her her black like. But when we first meet her, not cat suit, but yeah. she's in lingerie. Yeah, it's her. I mean, she's got boobs like, poking out. And I'm like, yeah, oh, it's very damn it, she looks good. Yeah, I'm sure every guy. Yeah, that's Valerie Perrine. Mm-hmm. I said that right. She's retired now. Yeah, she's uh, his his woman, um, Lex Luthor's. It's her and then Ned Beatty, the bumbling idiot. There's always a bumbling idiot that works for the, the bad guy. Ned Beatty is 1970s John C. Riley. He just reminded me of Chunk. No. 
Well, kind of. Kind of. It's because he wore like a Hawaiian shirt. And, he's and kind he of, can never do anything is right. Is he related to Warren Beatty at all? And I've never looked this up. And it's something I've always kind of. Hey, Google, is Ned Beatty related to Warren Beatty? On the website Twitter.com, they say, Warren Beatty and Ned Beatty aren't related. Mind equals blown. Ninety. Oh. Well, Cora she... didn't like that. Our cat freaked out about them. She doesn't like Google, but yeah. Okay, so they are not related. They're not related. Mind equals blown. Mind blown. Well, yeah, she read the equal sign. I know, sign. she read it out because <laughs> Google's dumb. <laughs> All right, thanks, Google. Yeah, and he's his and Lex Luthor's whole plan in this movie is to basically blow up the West Coast. That's because his, he's been buying up all this real estate, shitty real estate in basically in the high desert, in like New Mexico, in all the all the inland, Cal, the California <laughs> inland, the inland empire, bought up, and he his his plan we find out is to detonate a nuclear bomb on the San Andreas, San Andreas Fault. So you say nuclear? I don't know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so the West Coast, the prime real estate West Coast, like L.A., San Diego, San Francisco, all falls into the ocean. And then he then owns, he owns the, the new, new West Coast coastline, like Marina del Rex. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> Tessmacher Playa or and something. Otisville. Otisburg. 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 Otisburg? He says it such like three times. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's evil, and he finds out about super. He's like, who's the Superman guy? We got to find out his weaknesses. The thing about Lex Luthor, though, mm-hmm. he's super smart. Yeah. Because he is able to, from the minuscule amount of information that he gets from the Lois Lane interview, mm-hmm. he's able to figure out where Krypton is, was, and he can... He can then infer that there's going to be fragments on Earth, mm-hmm. and that would be his weakness. For He somehow knows that, that would be his weakness. Yeah. So let's talk about the interview, because we don't need to go through plot by plot. We can focus on things that we like, because there are things that we like about Well, this will be a very short podcast. Then. No. The interview scene, which okay. is, as a woman, my favorite scene. It always has been, even when I was a girl. Um. Lois gets this anonymous note at work, says, meet me at 7 o'clock, signed a friend. 8 because, o'clock. Huh? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock, and signed a friend. And she says, ooh, a friend, because Because that's what Superman, Superman says. Because, oh, so we'll quick talk about the helicopter scene. She's flying to somewhere. Daily Planet has her own helicopter, so she mm-hmm. goes on the roof to get into the Daily Planet helicopter. Because she's going to interview the president. Jimmy Carter. They never say who the president is, we but if you go by when it's filming, it's chicken. Yeah. Um, and what happens with the? They keep showing the wires. It got so a, a cable stuck, broke loose right? and it hooked the front of the helicopter. Yeah. Which caused the helicopter to lose control. It starts spinning and she's screaming and it's spinning and spinning. And then it hits the, the side. The hits like the air traffic controller booth. Yeah. And it falls off. The, it dangles off the side. Dangles of the off. So this I thought was going to happen to me. Is and somehow it? the pilot gets knocked out. He hits the windshield. And, you know, she, so it's sideways and the door flies open. So she's looked down. She see, you know, she's. So what would you do? So, of course, you do the logical thing of take off your seatbelt. Because I don't know if she's trying to get out. Yeah, she's trying to climb out. So she takes off her seatbelt. Dumb. Um, and, of course, she can't get out. And then she slips or whatever trying to get out. And she grabs onto the seatbelt. So she's dangling mm-hmm. out of this helicopter. Thousands of stories up. Probably not thousands. 
hundreds of stories up, dangling mm. out, and everyone's on the ground. Oh my god, what's going on? And then you see her hands slip. And at this point, Clark Kent is leaving work, maybe. And then her hat had fallen. Her hat off. had fallen out, and he recognizes her hat. So then he looks up, not looking up because there's every, the entire crowd is looking up. But oh, where this hat come from? Where did this hat come from? He looks up and he sees God. what's going on. He's like, "Well, shit." Um, he started to, kind of starts running and he <laughs> he runs towards the phone booth, which is just those little phone like stand, really. stand, yeah, it's on the booth. And he looks at it and I giggle. The, the double was, take he does is is funny. Yeah, and he runs and he uh, goes to the revolving door he was in earlier that day, right? And he got stuck in. He didn't know how to work a revolving door. Uh, or is it across the street? I don't know. He goes to the revol- revolving door. Spins really fast. Where does his stuff go? Who cares? Okay. Superman. Um, turns into Superman. Of course. I mean, he's got a briefcase, his hat, his coat. Where does it all glasses? go? Where do the glasses ever go? Anyway. Right between his butt cheeks. That's where he keeps them. Under his sack. So he's Who now knows? Superman and he flies up. Right. And she's falling. Mm-hmm. She, her hands have slipped completely. And so she is full on falling. He speeds up, catches her. I've got you. And then that's. The one line that has stuck with me since childhood. Yeah. Easy, miss. I've got you. you you've got me. Who's got you? <laughs> and so, yeah, but then uh, then this is when the helicopter actually falls. Mm-hmm. So he grabs up and he's like, eh, no big deal. Gets grabs it, pushes it back up. And she's like, what? And she's like, who are you? And he says, a friend. A friend. Good night. <laughs> oh, and then he's like, that, that gentleman needs medical attention. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Like, oh, God. Okay. That gentleman needs help. Medical help. Good night. I thought there were three people in that helicopter. I thought there was... I think it was just two. I, it looks like there's only two. Because when it... they're crashing, there's so many faces that they keep cutting to. Yeah, because everyone's screaming. I thought there was a guy behind them as well. There's people on the ground, too. Aren't... Because I know there's, like, the pilot we see who's talking, but his lips aren't moving. Well, you know, dubbing was a new thing. I gotta... Oh, let's pause. <laughs> let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. So we're back from our pee break. Yeah, Sean has a new... I hope I don't have to pay for that, because we'll be paying a lot of money for that. <laughs> I drink a lot of water during this. So I'm drinking out of this <clears throat> old McDonald's mug, Yeah. and I was wondering, is this... Did they serve their coffee in ceramic mugs or yes. in uh, milk glass mugs yes. back in the day? Yeah. Okay. And then they turned into normal ones, but were still milk white. Uh-huh. I remember them. Okay. Because I think my parents would get so basically, served. I So I bought this at an antique shop. And I'm guessing so someone stole some McDonald's mugs at some Maybe. point. Because I feel like they did back serve in the 70s. those milk glass mugs. Now you get paper cups. Um, huh. Okay. So yeah. So he, she's, he, he says he's a friend. So when Lois gets this anonymous note at work, says maybe at eight o'clock, hopefully she assumes a friend. It's it's him. She assumes it's Superman. So she's waiting. She looks. She's off. waiting in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, I was like, what apartment in New York looks like this? I mean, she's got this huge patio, and, I'm and like, it's hers. It's hers. There's no, she doesn't share it with anyone. So I'm guessing she's like the star reporter at the Daily Planet. She's, and she's making some good the big money. bucks. Even, even though she can't spell for some reason. I love that about her. She can't fucking spell at all. I think it's so funny. 
Because every time she's writing... <laughs> there's, only, there's only one P in rapist. Who's writing rapist? <laughs> and I love Jimmy. Jimmy also is like, I told you. <laughs> or yeah. He knew there was only one P. I, I, for some, it's a funny quirk that I think is funny. I don't know. I like it that she can't spell. Because no spell check. It's all typers. Mm-hmm. She pulls it out. She's like, God damn it. She's got to like white it out or whatever. I don't but, know. I mean, then you give it to your copy editor who would fix it anyway. Maybe that's why they hired Clark. Fix her fucking spelling. <laughs> um... So she's waiting for Superman to show up. Waiting for Superman. Isn't that... Oh, waiting for Batman. Like, isn't that like a dog? Well, she's waiting for this mysterious anonymous. Yeah. Oh, that's the name of our podcast. This, uh... <laughs> she's she's waiting for her mis- anonymous visitor. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, anonymous friend. So and then like Superman shows up, and she assumes he's the one. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's like, oh, did I interrupt something? And... So I yeah. think she thinks he's playing coy. I think she's disappointed that she is not. She realizes maybe it's not him. Is, I don't. Does know. she ever realize? You that? can look at it in a few different ways. Because we'll get to the end of it, but yeah. So she's interviewing Superman, who I guess. Okay, it's so weird because if he isn't planning on showing up for this interview, why is he so? Uh, he he acts as if that's what he's there, yet he seems to have shown up like kind of impromptu. From his point of view, so, from oh, did a I interrupt? certain point of view, I don't know. Because I mean, she's preparing that, for a Superman interview. Don't they say something assuming about assuming he was coming anyways? And then he, from his point of view, or yeah, from his side, he just happened to show up. For why? Just to check on her. And then they sit down for an interview that she's prepared for and he's supposedly not. I don't know. That was always kind of weird. Um, I mean, I know she mentions interview at, when they're still kind of talking, but I wasn't really paying that much attention anymore. No. So, yeah, they do the interview and she's asking them basic questions. Like the like, vital stats. Like, Where are you from? How tall are you? How, how big are you? How big are you? <laughs> how old are you? Which says. Was that supposed to be kind of like tongue in cheek? I think so. Because like she a, quickly corrects herself. Is that like a dirty 70s I think so. joke? They would do that today. Yeah, it's I know. Like so I mean, yeah. I mean, it was it was meant to be like a, an innuendo back in the 70s of how big are you? Yeah. Because she's just staring at him because he looks gorgeous. Because you can't have dirty jokes on screen like that. But they got one in, basically. And, yeah, I mean, she's, you know, how old are you? He says, over 21. She's like, ah, because you don't want anyone to know how old you are. Mm-hmm. Do you drink? Or she offers him a drink. He's like, no, I never drink when I fly, which yep. I giggled at. And then she lights a cigarette, and he's like, you know, you shouldn't smoke. And she's like, let me guess. Lung cancer, right? And then he sees he through her. x-ray vision. Yeah. Looks at her lungs. He's like, well, thankfully not yet, or whatever. Which, I mean, so is this the time when smoking was still good for you? No, because this in the 70s when they started saying you know what i don't think smoking is as good for you as we said oh, is this the beginning of the whole because even talk about smoking like, is bad for you in the they movement? say they talk about it on mary tyler moore too which was the early 70s because rhoda i think smokes and mary's like you know you shouldn't do that they say it causes lung cancer <laughs> and stuff oh, okay. like that so they're just starting to talk about the adverse effects i think okay. during the 70s and i want to say by 78 they knew that yes you don't need superman to tell you but yeah, and there's still like, I mean, this was, of course, way back when smoking was everywhere still. I mean, you yeah, could smoke I mean, on the train. Yeah, it, it like, wasn't. Smoking cars forward. 
I think people's views on it were like, oh, well, maybe I'll, you know. I mean, I still remember smoking sections in restaurants. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess that. that were, they weren't even sections. They were just intermingled. Well, yeah, back but, then it was. I didn't remember you would go in smoking or none, and it didn't matter because oh, yeah. it was. Whatever is first available. I mean, that's when that came around, too. Yeah. Can you imagine if they brought that back, how much of a difference it would be? Like, you went to a restaurant, you're like, oh, my God. Well, I think now... Because we're just not used to... I think now if they had a smoking section, it would be in its own sealed off room. Yeah, it's weird. Like a, now you can't... Like those baby rooms, those those cry rooms. Now you can't smoke like 10 feet outside you the restaurant. 25 feet from the door. Yeah. Well, times have changed. But yeah, back then it was still, you know... I mean, it's... Obviously people still smoke today, but I think back then it was, it was just another thing everyone did, you know, and it took Superman to say, well, you know, you shouldn't smoke. But, so yeah, she interviews him and tries to get more out of him, and she's like, what color, you can see through things, and so she's like, what color underwear am I wearing? And she's, as she asks this, she's standing behind a planter, or, you know, a bunch of plants, and he's like, is this planter made of lead? And she's like, yeah. He's like, well, I have problems seeing through lead. Um, Which she writes down in an interview, because we know Lex Luthor gets that bit of info. Mm -hmm. So when, you know, like a minute later, you know, she's kind of walking around she steps away from it and all of a sudden he's like pink she's like what he's well, like, because uh pink underwear <laughs> she's like, like she asked him what his name is and she said he says pink oh yeah she's like huh he's yeah. like, oh your your underwear it's pink she's like do, do you like pink underwear <laughs> she's she's so she's so she's ready for him oh my god <laughs> he's like i like pink very much you're like oh wait Superman likes pink underwear. Wait, this could go in a whole different direction. <laughs> but so the bit of info, you know, the, the krypton, kryptonite, the lead, you know, all the stuff Lex Luthor gets from this interview. Mm-hmm. And so he divides his plan. I know how to make Superman weak and he can't stop my plan of making Marina Del Rex. So. And he finds like a random article in a, it looks like kind of like a National Geographic where in... The village, I think, of Addis Ababa or whatever. Yeah, which is like in Ethiopia. Yeah. I clicked on that. Oh, is it a real place? Yeah, it oh, is. Okay. Yeah. So a man had found a meteorite, a green meteorite. They don't say in the... In the movie if it's... It isn't stated that it's a kryptonite meteorite, I don't think, but he's holding this big green rock, and for some reason Lex Luthor knows that it's kryptonite. Because what else would be green? I don't know. You know? So Lois goes out west to find out about this real estate fraud that's going on, which we know is Lex Luthor's doing. She goes out, tries to uncover a story. Jimmy Olsen goes with her, even though he spends all time looking at Hoover Dam, <laughs> Hoover <taking> Dam. pictures. <laughs> he's a cutie. Though. I thought Jimmy Olsen was a cutie. How old is he in this? He looks like he's fucking 16 years old. He's like Peter Parker. He's anywhere between 10 and 50. I can't. Yeah, I always thought he was a cutie, but um, he's you know taking pictures of the Hoover Dam. Lois is uh, interviewing some guy in a car, not keeping her eyes on the road, and it was stressing me out because I hate <laughs> that in movies and TV shows when they're talking to someone. I'm like, you guys are driving. When I'm driving a car, my eyes don't leave the road. I don't care who's talking to me. But obviously, we know that. You know, I think she really was driving in this scene because it, it didn't look fake. It you didn't can always look, tell. Yeah, there was. It didn't look like rear projection. Like, even t- by today's standards, you can always tell. Like, you can often tell, yeah. They're not. 
But she looked like she was actually driving this old like Pontiac. I don't know what she was driving. I don't know what that was. I didn't pay attention. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looked like an old Chevy Nova, but who knows? I don't know. And during all this, we got the big nuclear bomb driving down the <laughs> driving down the highway. <laughs> nuclear. What is it? Nuclear. I, I always say nuclear. What is it? <laughs> Fucking Simpsons ruined me for life. Nuclear. Nuclear. Simpsons messed me up. What is it? Well, I mean, spell it and then look at the letters. It's how nuclear. Many, how many U's are there, though? Two. <laughs> nuclear. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> nuclear. Am I thinking about families? Nuclear families? <laughs> it's, nu- <laughs> it's nuclear. <laughs> Then you and the word clear, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nuclear. <laughs> Did you know that nuclear means often been used to signify inferiority? <laughs> foolishness and low IQ is nuclear. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> Ow, <my stomach>. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know who also said nuclear george w bush <laughs> nuclear 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 <laughs> anyway it's going down the freeway highway it's not a freeway just this big big, just a big dirt road Oh, oh, you mean the, the missile, the, the rocket. Yes. <laughs> it like just, hey, we got this rocket. Oh. It's like 100 feet long, 200 feet long, just <laughs> driving down the highway. <laughs> um, and they get stopped by the like Navy. There is no, it's driven by the Navy. When do we see? When do we see Larry Hagman? He's part of the. He's part of the convoy. That's. Is he? Because Lex oh, yeah, makes a car like, flip over. On purpose. Yeah. And we get um Miss Tessmacher. Tessmacher in the road and he's like, Turn around, I gotta give her mouth to mouth. I'm gonna be inappropriate with this unconscious woman. <sighs> so silly. That was a cameo, yes. Cause he was already Was he already Larry Hagman? Was he already Well after? Dallas was not yet, maybe. Or was Dallas yet? I have no Doesn't idea. Matter. I thought it was, I always thought it was a cameo. <laughs> but maybe he was nothing. Well, because um, we see John Ratzenberger too. That's not a game. Well, no, because he was just acting. That's an acting job. Yeah, Ratzenberger's in this movie. That's like a. <laughs> it looks like he's in a submarine. I know he's hey, not. Hey, Google, when did Larry Hagman start acting? Oh, great. Sorry, I can't help with that yet. Uh, I found something else. We don't. Do you want to know where no. Larry Hagman No. No, thanks. Shut up. Stop. So this missile is going down and getting ready to detonate or send it off. What are they releasing? What are they? There's something coming from the east. Cause that's where they are, right? You see them tracking it. I don't know what the point of these missiles from the military's standpoint was. I don't know. I forget. I didn't. Because they have two rocket, two missiles. The only important part. Oh, they they were gonna do nuclear testing. Oh yeah. Because I remember. I remember. Yeah, the, the that headlines. was a ruse, right? For like. 
Well, no, they're going to test these missiles, and then, okay. and then Lex Luthor reprograms them to head towards the coast, the yeah. California coast. Yeah, that's why he's yelling at Otis for putting in the numbers wrong. Yep, yep. So yeah, he, so they the convoy gets stopped, and yes. one of the crew. The first time it's Otis sneaks in mm-hmm. and reprograms the numbers and he does it wrong. Yeah, because he's dumb. And then they get to the second rocket and Miss Tessmacher does it. Mm-hmm. And I guess hers is correct. And I think for some reason they managed to get them both on track. Yeah, because it looks like they're both. Because they're both heading to California because yeah. Superman is able to stop one, one but then them. the other one it detonates because you see yeah. very fakey. Mushroom cloud. Yeah, Jimmy sees it. Jimmy's POV. Yeah, sitting on Hooper Dam, <laughs> sitting on the dam. So, so that detonates and it causes obviously an, an earthquake, and everything starts. This is when the movie gets exciting because it's, it's this is this is the fun part. Yeah, yeah, and this is where it all looks real, except for all the fake shit that doesn't look real. But really, it looks like Hoover Dam is exploding. Oh yeah, crack. No. The, the, All that stuff. The close-up shots are very good. And I'm like, are these just miniatures? The real big wide shots are, you can well, tell, yeah, like, the little like, village down below Hoover Dam like a, is... Like a stock photo of, is, like, Switzerland. <laughs> is, like, all, like, little diorama. Someone's, some kid's diorama. Yeah. <laughs> poured but water some of the stuff, actually, I mean, I think the effects in this scene actually look pretty real. I think when I was a kid, I thought, wow, this is all happening. They're all really... the rocks falling into water looks like it was taken from Land of the Lost. <laughs> I thought it looked good. Do I have lower standards when it comes to rocks? <laughs> I think maybe. I Falling? Know. Oh. Um, but this has been Lois's driving. She's, you know, her car ran out of gas because the gas station was she was supposed to fill up at exploded. Why? Well, and like, it seems no one's there anyways. And no, then, cause she's honking. Wait, you know, because back in the day yeah. you had someone come out and fill your car for you. She's but honking. No one makes the come out. And then it starts. Everything and starts shaking. Everything's shaking. So she kind of... She's like, well, I'm getting out of here because there's things falling and then it explodes because there's gas lines and stuff. Then her car runs out of gas right in the spot where the road cracks. So her car starts and You can getting... see in her rearview mirror like the big fissure heading for her car. Fissure or fissure? Fissure. <laughs> hey, Google, how do you pronounce fissure? Fissure. That's pronounced fissure. But, like, she has no idea what you're talking about. Hey, Google, define fissure. Here's the definition of fissure. A long, narrow opening or line of breakage made by cracking or splitting. <laughs> Great. Especially in rock or earth. Okay, thanks, thanks Google. Congratulations. I'm saying fissure. Because I is say it, nuclear. Is it, a, is it abyss or abyss? <laughs> According to Ed Harris, it's abysmal. Uh, is, it, is it Krypton yeah. or Krypton? Oh, my God. That, so Marlon Brando pronounces it Krypton. And I, I think I say Krypton. And I, and I think all the actors were like, this fucking guy. Because, you know, he also says Batman. And he says Robit. He's, he's getting paid more than all of us combined. And he can't he say can't, Krypton. He can't say Krypton. Krypton. <laughs> fucking cute cards. Um, yeah, so her car gets swallowed up in the road. And I... Literally thought this was going to happen to me. That was very scary to me as a kid, too. Yeah, because it looks like she's actually getting swallowed up by the... Because I'm like, I'm getting... I'd be getting dirt in my eye, in my mouth. And you feel like she's... You know, because she's obviously starting to, like, suffocate because she's running out of air. But, okay, so So she she, dies. She she dies of suffocation. Is that what it is? That's what Wiki said. 
Because she doesn't get buried. No, it's because you kind of see her. But like, is she getting compressed? I think it's because the car's getting crushed. Yeah, it's a combination of everything. You see the headlights popping. Of, she's running out of air. I think no. she's just getting smushed, basically. Yeah, because Wikipedia did say suffocation, but because she never gets completely buried, her head's always no, above her the head's rocks. Her head's above ground, well, not but, above ground, above the rocks. But I think it's she's just getting so smushed in there that she can't yeah. breathe anymore. She's yeah, because like getting squeezed to death. Yeah, that's probably by the like earth. What it is, yeah, yeah, because her head never gets buried, but right. she gets buried, and it it looks real. It looks like she's in the fucking ground and a. It, it Car. triggers my claustrophobia a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. And I, as a kid, I remember watching this scene going, there's probably stuff getting in her mouth. Uh-huh. That's she's what I thought, too. She's wearing a white suit, and that shit is dirty as hell. That shit, it looked like it was dipped in chocolate like, syrup after I remember after that so well. Like, those yeah. scenes in my head of her dirty suit. Her dirty hair, I remember. Dirty hair. Because it's completely, like, just dusted with... Yeah. They did Cocoa a good job or dirt? I don't know. I know I'm sure Mario Kiddo hated that scene. Probably hated doing it because it looks like an awful scene to shoot. Because then this whole time, I'm like, how do they do this? Because it looks real. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And it looks like she's having a shitty time. Because she's, she's, I mean, she's actively trying to climb out, but there's yeah, and she's so screaming, much shit falling but you don't want to open your mouth because there's all these small rocks yeah. and dirt there. <laughs> so Superman knows this is happening. He can. He has well, a thing because he can read her mind. Remember the flying sequence? We didn't talk about the flying sequence after the interview. He takes her flying. Can Superman read minds? He never says. I don't he think. never really answers her. We had that could have been a hit song. Can you read my mind? Because I always thought, oh God, I always thought the only reason he knows that's happening is he can hear everything. Okay. And he's he can pick her out because he's Superman. Yeah. Which is because he's yeah. standing there admiring his work, but he can hear. And then all of a sudden, he's oh, because like, he just oh, diverted shit. the missile, right? He's all he had proud thrown of the that. missile out. He saved Jimmy Olsen, saved Hackensack. He saved the little town below Hoover Dam. Yeah, from because he dumps all the rocks in, and he's standing there like a jackass, smiling, going, "Look how good I am." And, and then, then all of a sudden, I think he hears <clears throat> Lois's. Yeah, that makes sense. He's not reading her because no, otherwise he would have. Been there right away because she's the first one in trouble. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he. So he can't read mine. There's because no that would have been a totally different movie if he could. He'd be reading everyone's minds. Mm-hmm. Oh. So he goes and pulls Lois's car out of the rocks. Rip. I like. I've always liked when he ripped the door off. Yeah. And flings it. Yeah. Because he's. Pulls he, her out. He is so upset. And then, Lois is dead. Yeah, she's dead. There's only one way to reverse and I this. remember being <laughs> young, being afraid of Superman's Anger? angry scream. Yeah, because you see him. Because I'm like, that's Superman. He doesn't get mad. Mm. And this motherfucker's mad, and it's it's actually yeah. scary. Yeah. Like, it actually... It's intimidating. It triggered childhood memories when I saw this again. Mm. Like, oh, I had forgotten how much this scared me. Yeah. And then he does the... What you hate. I want to... Okay, I would like to talk to uh, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson about this I'm sure this he bit. will debunk this. Oh, I, I can debunk this. Okay, so what Superman does to fix it, his, one of his, um, his uh, sort of rules for being Superman is do not alter the course of human history. Mm-hmm. He, we hear that more than once yeah. come from Jor-El. 
And so, I mean, yeah, so yeah, you think, okay, well, really everything he does is altering the course of human history. Saving Lois Lane changes human history. Sure does. Because if she died, that would be a different headline. Yeah. If the helicopter fell, that would be, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, no matter what, everything he's doing is changing human history. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but I get the big picture. Mm-hmm. So, he decides, so this is when he he actively breaks that rule. Mm-hmm. And it is, he decides to fly around the earth in the opposite direction, which stops its spin, its rotation. And, and the Earth spins backwards on its axis, which for some reason makes time go backwards. All that would do, it would make the day a lot longer in some places. Okay. Because then you, all of a sudden you have, you know, three more hours of sunlight or however long, you know, he's, he really only spins it back to where it's like five minutes. Enough time. Enough time to go rescue Lois Lane. Yeah, before it gets well. So I guess you're, you're not supposed to question it, really. So I mean, all that would do is, okay, I think if the Earth's, I think I remember if the Earth's rotation stopped, we would all go flying off the Earth for one thing, because that's what's keeping mm-hmm. us. That's what Planted. creates gravity. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> but even if that <laughs> didn't happen, if we were able to survive, the Earth suddenly stop spinning. And then go backwards, you would just it would just put you back. It would just alter your position in the sun again. I think the neighbor's dog got loose. I'm sorry. I'm watching the drama that's going outside. I saw one of the kids go out and look in the middle of the street, looking around. Uh oh. And then I saw him see something. No, he just ran straight down the street. Oh. Anyway, continue on your debunking. So uh, I mean, like, time all that would do it. it would put you back. To where the Earth was in relation to the Sun for five minutes ago, or however long it went. That's all it would do. It wouldn't. It wouldn't make water go backwards. It wouldn't. But really, all you're supposed to take away is, okay. So he he stopped time. Alters it human history by reversing time. By changing time. Yep. Anyway, you can stew on that in your own head. But and he... so then he rescues Lois Lane before she gets. Yep, and Jimmy Olsen by the earth. come, you know. He's, so I guess Jimmy Olsen is still saved originally? I don't uh, know. Yeah, because he's... Or did he go back and save everyone again? And then... I, it only matters what happened with Lois. He, he manages to save Lois Lane in time. Yeah. <sighs> and... And happy ending. And that's it. And I then mean, that's, he it, drops off Lex Luthor and Otis in jail. Yeah, he says, okay, arrest these two men. And um, on what grounds? There's no proof that they've done done anything. Yeah, they get it figured yeah. out. But then I guess Lex Luthor is out of jail in the next movie. So I never saw Superman two. I never wanted to because it's, I think Superman two is the one where he's in that tall glass building. Or was that three? Three is with Richard Pryor as the computer genius. That was more like a comedy. <sighs> and then four was like the quest for peace, and I never saw. I think I saw that one. I don't remember. We don't have those, though. No. We only have this one. Yes. Because we bought it a week ago. Because I bought it last week. So, like, I haven't seen it in a long time, and I loved it. Uh, 
Okay, good. It's dollar fifty. Um, yeah. So you know, he flies off, and you know, Lois and Jimmy Olsen are there, and, and Lois is like, you know, Clark is never around when. Then she's like, ah, it's dumb, and she casts away, casts aside that thought. Even though the only thing that disguises him is fucking glasses. Yeah. But anyways. But. And that's the end of our movie, and it's not as good as I remember. Okay, yeah. But I will say that Christopher Reeve is still my Superman. Uh, if he, if there was some other guy as Superman, I wouldn't have bought it. Oh, you mean in this movie? Yeah, he I, really I, is. I, I mean, I when I think of Superman, I think of Christopher, Christopher Reeve. Reeve. I don't think of Henry Cavill. I don't think of Brandon Ruth. And I liked. I remember. I don't think of Smallville guy. Do you remember? When we Tom first... Welling, that's his name. Sorry, just okay. thought of it. Do you remember when we first saw the Brennan Ruth one? We're like, holy shit, it he looks, looks like Chris just like him. Yeah. They did and a good job perfect, with making... The perfect hair curl. The face looked like him, and it was good. I liked it. But it, I, I wasn't like, this is the greatest Superman movie ever. Well, no one's going to think that. I mean, you're going to have... People of our generation, I mean, think a lot of them, most of them are probably going to say, oh, well, Superman the movie. 1978. That's... I is there a single greatest Superman movie though? <laughs> There's the first one, which was this one, and I think that's always going to have weight over the rest of them. But is it only good because of the time it was made? Yeah, like, what's good about this movie? Christopher Reeve. That's it. Yeah, and that carries a lot, I think. So it's it's not even the greatest. Superman movie, it's the greatest Superman performance. I think so. So is there our greatest Superman movie then? No. Because <laughs> they're all terrible. Okay. Um, I don't remember Man of Steel. I just remember there was like an hour-long fight. I don't know that I saw Man of Steel. I thought you did. Is that... Wait, okay, that's... The, I have the soundtrack for that, right? Yeah. That's the one with Michael Shan and... I don't remember. As General Zod, right? That kind of sounds... And that's when we, is that when we first see Wonder Woman? No, that's oh, that's Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, then, versus us. Shit. BVS. Wait, does Superman die in Man of Steel? Or he dies in Batman versus Superman? He does in one of them. Fuck, I don't remember. Justice. I don't fucking know. There's just too much. Man now. of Steel one. Yeah, it is. General Zod, right? I think so. That does sound familiar. Like I said, I don't remember that movie at all because I thought it was boring. I, um, I, I think I did see that and I don't remember much of it. It was fine from what I can remember. Yeah, I just thought it was... That's the one with the new suit, right? It's the darker Superman suit. What, Man? Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Yeah. And I guess originally Superman's in this movie, it was supposed to be darker, mm-hmm. but because of the blue screens and yeah. all this, it, because they, the they I remember seeing the production up. pictures, they had to brighten it up, which made it look cheesy, yeah. I'm sure, because it really it's a blue blue. Because <laughs> I think the suit they end up using is actually kind of greenish because of all the blue screen. Yeah, they had to alter it a bit. I don't know. I mean, there's yeah. I mean, Christopher Reeve's performance definitely carries this whole movie. Uh, I like Margot Kidder, Kidder as well. I love Margot Kidder. Yeah. Um, but like as far as like the story and 
I mean, it's all just kind of. The story's cheesy. You're like, okay, well. It's all like all but other. But it's comic booky, which is what it's supposed to be. It's They made it very campy. Which is what Apparently I think it was the, more campy than it originally, than it turned out to be. Oh, it was written as campier? Yeah. Um, I believe it. They tone it down. Which, you know, in the seven, they hadn't really done any superhero movies, so this is no. all new grounds for them. Like, what do we do? Even, you know, the beginning of this movie, it starts off as a comic book. Mm-hmm. Action comics. It shows the daily, you know. So they were really testing the waters with this whole superhero movie thing. I still think I would prefer seeing a Nick Cage Superman movie. I'm glad we never got that. No, that looked like it could have been good. Mm. And I'm not a Nick Cage fan, but he does look awesome in those pictures, though. Mm. I mean, the hair is kind of gross, but... Because <laughs> is it his own hair? Because he's always had that receding hairline. It, I th- Yeah, he has the <clears throat> the big forehead, but and his hair is long. Which looks weird, but I think they might have fixed that. I don't know. But that was supposed to be a thing, and that would have been, I think it would have been good. Yeah. Cora is purring so loud right now. Um, so we talked about the things we liked. We didn't really talk about stats. Like this movie opened on December 15th, 1978, mm-hmm. which is. Which is perfect time. And it's like my best friend from high school. That's the day she was born. <laughs> I thought oh, that yeah. was kind of cool. Um, I was like, oh my God, that's Kate's birthday. Uh, directed by Richard Donner, which we didn't mention. Dick Donner. Dick Donner, who's most known to me as the director of Goonies. Goonies but yeah. he also did The Omen. Um, oh, he they did? Were, they were looking at, they couldn't figure out huh. someone to direct this movie because, you know, they talked to Francis Ford Coppola, William Friedkin, Richard Lester, a bunch of other people. Um, George Lucas turned down the offer because he was doing this other movie called Star Wars. Spielberg was already committed to Close Encounters. Um, but then they saw the, the Omen came out, 76. They're like, oh, let's get this guy, which I. It's weird because the Omen is not Superman. <laughs> but yeah, so they hired uh, Richard Donner. And the, the yeah, they had the fifty-five million budget, which was the most expensive movie at that point, and it made three hundred point five million dollars at the box office. Like I said, second only to Greece of that year. Yeah, that's not bad. No. Um. Nominated for three Academy Award awards, we have best film editing, best sound. Here's some sound. It's our cat, and the one that hurts me the most. Best original score. Is it lost to Giorgio Moroder for Midnight Express? And I will never get over that because John Williams' Superman music is one of my favorites. So, yeah. And who remembers Midnight Express music? No one. I've never it's seen Midnight disc- Express. It's like disco music. And it's because it was 1978. Like, we think this is the new sound. John Williams already won for Star Wars. Let's not give him another award. Let's give this to this disco guy. I think this is going to last forever. Well, Giorgio Moroder's kind of a legend anyways. He's not John Williams. Someone's like, okay, hum me the theme from Midnight Express or hum me the theme from Superman. You can only do one of those things. Anyway, I think about this every day, by the way. (laughs) Stop playing with a cat. I can't help it. She's right on me. Hi. Uh... 
You know what I love? Huh. I think it's one of my other favorite parts of this movie mm-hmm. is how he breaks the fourth wall at the end of the movie. He does that in every movie. Every Christopher Reeve Superman movie ends with him breaking the fourth wall. Well, he's looking right at the camera. <laughs> and will smile at the camera and then fly off. And I just like that because you didn't see that happening back then. That's not a common thing. It's very kind of throws you off like, hey, he just looked at me. He does that in all his movies? Mm-hmm. What other movies did he do? No, I, all the Superman movies. Oh. He doesn't do it in like uh, Somewhere in Time or whatever we're, movies. We're Window. <laughs> you know, I read the whole Christopher Reeve wiki page at work and I was in tears. It's sad. I was crying at my desk because I'm just like, he was a really good guy. He's really talented. Uh, and just unfortunate shit happened to him. If you don't know what, for some reason, you're listening, you're like, who is this Christopher Reeve guy and why did bad things happen to him? He was in a horse riding accident in 95, became paralyzed from the neck down, uh, was in a wheelchair for the remaining 10 years of his life, devoted his entire remaining 10 years to stem cell research, tried to separate the secular and the... Mm -hmm. And he devoted all of his time to that, going around on speeches that were not written out. He just spoke from the heart and did some really great work and unfortunately passed away for 2004 i think i don't remember i don't remember <clears throat> anyway um if you're curious about his life you know there's a whole wiki page that's pretty detailed did some really interesting things um as a as a non-actor and he was acting too while he was in the wheelchair like we said he did the rear rear window um, Which I never saw. T- I, sh- I think I watched because it was on a- like ABC. It was like a TV movie, mm-hmm. and he won a an Emmy for it. Ah. so he was still you know, doing some work, but he he realized his true calling was to help people who are in the same predicament as him. Like spinal cord injuries. Spinal yeah. cord injuries, and yeah. So now it's interesting stuff. It's depressing because he wasn't old, <laughs> you well, know. Yeah. Um, but he did good, good stuff. And it was weird because we watch- I was watching some like, okay, he's gone. <clears throat> Margot Kidder's gone. She died last year. Suicide, unfortunately. Um, overdose. Mm-hmm. Non- non-accidental. Oh, intentional overdose. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. So I said <laughs> non-accidental. <clears throat> New- nuclear overdose. Oh, there's their dog. Oh, they're walking it now in their bare feet. Oh, my coffee's cold. <laughs> um, yeah, she's gone. The two leads are gone. Gene Hackman's still around, but he's like 90. I think he's 89. He's Gene old. Hackman's 89? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was that old. Oh, I knew he I mean, he was, yeah. Um, Marlon Brando's gone. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Good riddance. Um, Valerie Perrine is still Oh, but she's like 76. She's retired. I think she has Parkinson's, I think I read. Uh-huh. Susan York is gone. Uh, Jonathan and Martha Kent are gone. Wow. Yeah. And that's what happens. You watch these other movies, you're like, wow, both these people are no longer with us. Richard Donner's still around, though. 
Is he even? Is he, he working? The, I forgot he did the Lethal Weapon movies. Mm-hmm. Is he still working with? I don't know. To be honest, I don't think so. But I don't know. Because I know Lauren Schuler Donner still produces stuff. That's his. I'm assuming that's his wife. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I've never. I don't know. Hey Google, who is Lauren Schuler Donner? <laughs> According to Wikipedia, Lauren Diane Schuler Donner is an American film producer who specializes in mainstream youth and family-oriented entertainment. Hmm. Thanks. Bye. Um, That's all we want to know. Is Lauren, hey Google, is Lauren Schuler Donner married to Richard Donner? Lauren Schuler Donner and Richard Donner have been married since November 27, 1986. Oh, been married for a long time. Okay, thanks Google. You actually helped out. Oh yeah, spouse Lauren Schuler Donner. Okay, that would have been easier. But he's eighty nine as well. I doubt he's working. Okay. If he is, he's a creative consultant. So you know, Mario Puzo wrote. He gets credit for the story. I yeah, I don't. He's our our favorite screenwriter. Our favorite author. <laughs> I mean, is he why we have Marlon Brando? I'm blaming him fully for this. Because so, but according to Tom Mankiewicz, who is mm-hmm. the creative consultant on this movie, mm-hmm. and he is one of the Mankiewicz's, he mm-hmm. has, he says not a word from the Puzo script was used. It was a well written but still a ridiculous script. It was 550 pages. <laughs> I said you can't shoot the screenplay because you'll be shooting for five years. That's what he said. So it was cleaned up by a lot of different people. Who unfortunately don't get really that credit that Mario Puzo gets. But Mario gets. Puzo still gets the credit for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's pulling a Brando. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, are we done with this? Because I'm bored with this movie. You really didn't like this. No. Huh? I would rather have just kept it in my childhood memory. So, well, and when you replay it in your head, just think of the Christopher Reed parts that you liked, you know. So five um, minutes of the movie. Okay. The bumbling Clark Fine. Kent who actually can stop a bullet in midair, which no one sees but us. I like that. Oh, yeah. Too. We didn't talk about that when he catches yeah. the bullet. Yeah. He catches the bullet that almost that like robber guy. And that's when uh, Lois Lane thinks Clark Kent's a pussy because she's like, you fainted? Because he fa- and she's all mad. He pretends to faint because he just caught the bullet. He's like, oh. And she gets all, all pissy and grabs her purse. And he's like, but was it worth it? Over $10, two credit cards, and a tube of lipstick? Hairbrush and a... <laughs> yeah. She's like, how do you know the exact contents of my purse? He's like, eh, wild guess. That's when we know that he can see through things. He's totally looking mm-hmm. at her. Bra and underwear. No, yeah. Just think of the Christopher Reeve parts. Think of... Miss Tessmacher and her black lingerie. Sure. Sure. And her her hair, I like when she does save Superman. I did he like has that. that yeah. um, I was like that when I was a kid too, because I thought I was like, oh, she's saving him because he's when he's in the lair and he's got the kryptonite around the chain, the lead chain. <laughs> he's got the the kryptonite pimp necklace, the, the pimp, pimp necklace chain. on, and um, in the pool, and he can't get off because you know his powers are weakened. And then Miss Tessmacher does like. Because she knows that the, one of the missiles headed is, is going to hit like Hackensack. And she's like, my mom is in Hackensack. And she's like, do you promise to save my mom first before Lois <laughs> or whatever? Well, he's, she's like, promise to save my mom. And he goes, well, Lois and Jimmy Olsen first. And she goes, no, my mom. And he's like, fine. Fine, because that's the only way he's going to get out of there. Because she goes, you, I know you always tell the truth. So if you mm-hmm. say you'll do it, then you'll do it. Yeah. So does that's he always, why. Does he always tell the truth? 
Is he lying about being Superman? Oh, I don't know. Does yeah, does Superman... he says I never lie. This is this brings me to a part in the movie School Ties, okay. When they're saying David Green lied about being Jewish. And I'm like, you're saying he then, lied by omission? Is that what they're saying, basically? Basically, but then Chris O'Donnell, who's like, mm-hmm. he never lied because no one ever asked him. I'm like, thank you. That's kind of how I feel. But, no, okay. So he's saying I never lied, but then people are like, well, he lied about being Superman. I'm like, no one ever asked him. He never said, no, I'm not Superman. If someone had say, hey, you know, you kind of look like Superman. Are you Superman? And if he had said, no, okay, lie. But really, he's just being two different people so that's not really lying so I, I mean he by being Clark Kent he's that's what he was christened as a child basically by Jonathan and Martha so he yeah. is in fact Clark Kent yes he he's just he also, also happens to be Superman yeah so I don't because there's people on the interwebs who are saying you know he says I and I never lie they're like, but he does lie about being Superman. And I'm like, no. And is that a, I never realized, is that a. A thing? A, a characteristic of Superman? Like, is that like canon? How, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I so would like assume. like how like Batman, is, is, Batman doesn't like guns. <laughs> and yet, doesn't he use guns in Tim Burton's? I don't. Isn't thought a, he didn't. Isn't there guns on the Batmobile? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I think we're... But yeah. Can we be done with this then? <laughs> this movie isn't streaming anywhere, I don't think. Um, if you can find it at a thrift store for $1.50 like I did. I think there's some parts worth seeing. Or just cherish or you, your childhood memories and leave it at that. Or cherish your childhood memories and think, you know what, well, Superman the movie is my favorite Superman movie and just go with it. Or if you've never seen it and you say, you know what, I really love Henry Cavill as Superman, then keep that in your head. I mean, I don't like I said. I don't know if I have a favorite Superman movie. I just have a favorite Superman, and it is Christopher Reeve. I think a lot of people feel the same way about the Batman's too. Like you know, you can say Christopher Nolan Batman movies are better than the other ones, but a lot of people say Michael Keaton is still my Batman. Michael Keaton is my Batman. So it's that same kind of thing. It's just what you're exposed to first. It's what you cherish as a child. It weighs very heavily on those decisions. So I mean, my first Batman was Adam West, obviously, but. Whatever old man wasn't. But oh, it and I do it. like those Batman the shows. They're so different from anything but else. It is the weirdest. It is just, it's a comic book on TV. Yeah, they're hilarious. They're fun. But yeah, it's, Adam West is no one's Batman. They're not my favorite, though. No. Okay. Lego Batman is my favorite Batman. <laughs> I can't. Oh, we don't have that. We just have Lego Movie. I don't think we have Lego Batman. Oh, well, I can go. I can be. And change that. I don't know. I know we have Lego Ninjago. We do? Yep. Oh, I never saw it. Oh, no, I think I did. I never did. I don't remember. Shit. But should we... Uh, yes, please. Figure out... Hey, Google. Pick a number between 1 and 265. 140. Hmm. Oh. 140. <laughs> <sighs> what? <laughs> Uh, so this movie is called Love in a Cold Climate. The fuck is that? <laughs> what is that? I have been not dreading, but curious of when we'll end up with this movie. What is that? What what is that? What's in the box? It's a British movie that I paid thirty dollars for. Why? Who's in it? Okay, so what? Christian Coulson's in it. Oh my god, I'm gonna punch you. 
based on a book. Rosamund Pike is in it, and I really like Rosamund Pike. Okay. <sighs> yeah, this was like one of those import DVDs that I saw at Borders a long time ago, and I was like, I should just buy it. There's no other way to watch this movie because I knew that Christian Coulson was in it. And I'm like, oh my god, they have it, they have it. Oh my god, no one else in the entire world has it. It was twenty nine ninety nine, which to me is really expensive. And I bought it, and now I have to watch it again. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. I'm sure it's boring as fuck. Gee, you think? All right, cool. Loving the cold climate. Good luck finding mm. that anywhere. Feel free to skip that episode when we get to it. Nope. Because it's going to be a short one. It might be short, but we're still going to do it. Okay. All right. Great. All right. Thanks. Bye, Superman. I hate this so much. And now for something completely different. So our selection of Love in a Cold Climate. Love in a Cold Climate. Turns out it's a TV series, which is not what, which we don't do. We're We're not doing Nope, the the it's against the rules. Because we're not doing Get Smart, which I have. But the you box keep bringing up Get Smart. We have lots can, of we and have tons Girls. of TV on anyways, DVD. Anyways, so but Love in a Cold Climate is off the list yeah. because that's thank God. So if it was a British TV serial, even if it was two episodes, like Love in a Cold Climate, it's still was it only two episodes? Yeah, it's a mini series. It's two episodes, but it's like four hours long. You know what a mini series is? Well, I mean, like Roots is a miniseries. Yeah, The Stand. Remember all those two-parter? They're kind of like movies, but they call them TV serials. Yeah. They were like two parts. That's fine. It's off the list. That's great. So great. then it made me realize I had to take another one off the list. I had to take off the British TV serial Doctor Zhivago, starring Keira Knightley, which I thought was like Doctor Zhivago, the motion picture, the, the movie, like from 1965. I don't know. With Omar Sharif. No, I mean, I thought that's it was, a movie. But I thought it was a movie. It is, but it's a TV serial. Okay, well then. It's a movie cut into like three parts. Well, then it's off. Sean needs a lesson on what TV serials are. What a British TV serial. TV serial. So long story short, if it was a mini series, we are taking it off the list. Because A, they're really long. And they're not really a movie. Like you wouldn't have seen Love in a Cold Climate in the theater. You definitely would not have seen it. And then it. you couldn't have seen Dr. Shivago with Kieran. You definitely Lee. wouldn't have. Okay. So we have a, that's our, our rule. Okay. Yeah. If it was a made for TV movie. Because we do have TV DVDs that we have not put on our list because they were. Because it's like TV shows. seven seasons of yeah. Gilmore Girls. That's dumb. That's not a movie. Yeah. So I get it. So anyway, we're asking Google to pick another number because we're dumb. If there's any other TV serials on my list, let me know now. Well, no one else knows our list. I'm talking to my list. Okay. Hey, Google. She's like, fuck you. Hey, Google. Pick a number. Pick a number between 1 and 263. My apologies. I don't understand. Hey, Google. Pick a number between 1 and 263. 263. <laughs> I know exactly what movie that is because I'm looking right at it. Zodiac. Cool. I haven't seen that one in a while. Oh, this is a good movie. It's the only David Fincher movie I like. 
Because it's got the Gyllenhaal. We're back talking about Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal, Mark Ruffalo, Robert Downey. Yeah. Yes. What a great threesome. Um, and the guy who voiced Roger Rabbit, Fleischman. Fleischer? Sid Fleischman? Nope. No. Was Is he it like in? Marty or something? See, I don't know. See, now it's, I'm thinking of Sid and Marty Croft. Anyway. Zodiac. It used to be streaming on Netflix. It might still be. If it is, go ahead and watch it. It's uh well, it's about serial killers, so there's some scary moments. But it is a powerhouse performance by the three of those guys. Such a great movie. Cool. I could I'm that's probably better than love. I can be in the mood to watch this again. Okay. So until the next time, get your sleuthing skills up to par. What? Got to figure out who the Zodiac Killer is. Jake figures it out. Yeah, it's Ted Cruz. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, until next time. Bye. Okay, bye.